Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to r slash entitled parents, where this Karen steals a man's hoodie. However, the hoodie belongs to the man's fiance, who sadly passed away from cancer three years before this story. But even after the man tells the Karen this, she still doesn't care and actually calls him a liar. Do not take my memory of her. Before I begin the story, there is need of some context. I'm a male in my 30s living north of the state that this happened in. This story took place about six years ago, so my memory may be a bit fuzzy. I had only fallen in love with one woman, whom we'll call Samantha. Now, Samantha was perfect in every way. She was smart, funny, beautiful, and we had very close interests in the same things, such as the same type of music and food tastes and more. Plus, we enjoyed the casual live action role playing. She and I met in high school and had fallen in love months later. She was 4'11 and I'm 5'11, but our shirts and hoodies fit one another. This will be important for later. We were together for about five years, but she developed stage 4 neurofibromatosis, a nerve cancer and died two months after being admitted into the hospital. What she had left that was in my possession are memories and the only thing I have to keep some connection with her, as I live across the country from where her grave is. Now, onto the story. At the time this happened, I was in good old Southern California, dealing with the blazing heat and the burning sun. However, I was about to be moving to a cooler state, so I was doing some preparations. I went to several stores that sold cooler weather clothes and had no luck finding things that I liked. So I decided to go to one of those hand-me-down stores that you can donate old stuff and buy. Hint, it begins with a G. I was in a white t-shirt, blue jeans, combat boots, and for some reason, a My Chemical Romance Black Parade hoodie. I'm currently wearing it as I type this out. This hoodie was special to me because it belonged to Samantha. It was old, holes were on the shoulders from homemade spikes she placed in there to look more goth with it, as well as on the sleeves. But the zipper worked and it kept me warm. Perfect for those chilly transit buses in the town I was in. Once I got to the store, I began to browse. Now, this particular day was very hot and the AC barely worked. So I took my hoodie off and tied it around my waist by the sleeves. While searching, I found this nice tan trench coat that was for sale, $25. Not bad for a used coat. It was in perfect condition. Slipping the hoodie off of my waist, I set it down on the shelf nearby so I could try the coat on. I liked it and wanted to take it, so I slid it off and draped it over my arm. I turned to grab my hoodie and it was gone. I looked on the ground and around and it was nowhere to be found. (laughs) Okay, sorry, sorry. I, I, that, yeah, I love rhymes. I took the trench coat that I was going to buy with me and was about to go to the register and that's where I found it. My hoodie in the hands of one of them a karen she had the exact look you'd expect of one blonde hair messy makeup skin that looks as if the wrinkles were ironed out and a face that said i want to speak to your manager's manager she'd taken my hoodie to the front and she was going to purchase it i stepped forward and this is how the conversation went to my best memory excuse me mom but i believe you have my hoodie your hoodie this is mine as soon as i buy it 
I couldn't find a price tag, so I'm gonna ask how much it is. No, you see, that hoodie was mine. I set it on the shelf to try on this coat. I proceed to show her the trench coats. No, it was on the shelf, so it was for sale. No, mom, it belongs to me. What are you talking about? Are you trying to steal it from me because you want it? I found it first. Please, give it back. It belonged to my fiance. No, I would not give you the hoodie. She screamed those words and drew attention from multiple people. One of the store associates notices the commotion and steps forward. She speaks softly. Hey, is everything okay over here? Before I could answer, Karen cuts me off again, shouting and pointing an accusing finger of me, saying, This boy tried to take this jacket from me when I want to buy it. He tried to steal from me. I explain, The hoodie belongs to me. I had it with me when I first came in, and I took it off to try on this coat. The hoodie belonged to my fiancé, who died of cancer three years ago. Karen then shouts, Liar! You only want it because I have it! Oh my god. The employee turns to Karen and explains, Mom, there is no need to shout. She turns to me and says, Can you prove that it's yours? By this time, a manager was called to come to the front to get an understanding of the situation. I nod and pull out my phone. Finding a picture of Samantha wearing the hoodie with me in the picture and I showed it to her The employee nods and turns to Karen Mom, please return the hoodie to him No, no I will not I found it on the shelf and I will not leave without it By this time the manager had heard enough and police were called 20 minutes later they arrive and Karen is still ranting about how unfair she's being treated And that she'll get them all fired for trying to force her to give up my hoodie The officer pulled me aside and I explained my side while another took her statements I showed the officer the picture and explained that the hoodie belonged to my fiance who died And of course it meant a lot to me It's one of the few memories I have left of her The officers then were taken to the back to view security footage and what did they find? Me coming into the store with the hoodie around my waist and Karen taking it while I was trying the coat on. A few minutes later and Karen is forced to give me back my hoodie and was told to leave. While being escorted out, she flips me off and stomps out. I got my hoodie back and the manager apologized for the inconvenience, even offering to let me have the trench coat for free. I declined because this company makes its money off of purchases here. But I did settle for 25% off the coats, which I then used to buy a cold Mountain Dew. Look, I can care less if you steal from me, but do not steal my memories with her. Honestly, guys, I don't even know where to start with this story. I think some of you maybe are thinking, okay, don't be too harsh on the woman. She did ultimately find the hoodie on the shelf and she probably did genuinely think that it was part of the store. And look, of course, there was no way of her knowing before that that the hoodie did indeed belong to OP's fiance who had sadly passed away. But as soon as somebody says to you, no, that's my hoodie, surely at that point you just give it back to them. Like, come on. Obviously, the whole situation is heightened because of who the hoodie originally belonged to and OP's memories associated with that person. But it shouldn't really have even got to that stage in the first place. Just if someone says it's their hoodie, give it back to them. Pretty simple. I do have to say, though, when you say to this Karen, the hoodie belonged to my fiance who died of cancer three years ago, and she then says, liar, you only want it because I have it. That is mad. Like, that is actually mad. And by the way, OP, I'm so sorry for your loss. I can't even begin to imagine what you've gone through. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And now moving on to our second story of today's episode. I just thought the food was trashy. I just got back from a hot mess disguised as a blind date and wanted to get the details down. It might get a little long, but there is some relevant backstory. My fiance, whom I was in a relationship for 10 years with, died in a car wreck three years ago. The driver of the car was drunk. No, I have no desire to talk about it. Fair enough. When I was a teenager, I got a job working at a movie theater. My last night working there, a plumbing emergency occurred and raw sewage was backing up into the bathrooms and kitchen. I was issued a mop and told to get cleaning the kitchen continued to serve food while there was sewage floating on the floor Yes, the health department was called and there was a legal kerfuffle. I now will not eat food at that theater So daphne a friend of my fiance's that i've stayed in contact with called me on wednesday And informed me that she is upset with the state of my social affairs and a girl she knows from work would love to meet me I sort of sigh because daphne is the type of person who thinks the word no is a negotiation tactic and just requires finesse She can be exhausting make no mistake. She means well, but what daphne wants daphne gets I ask when and where and what the dress code is I'm informed that it's a date and I should try to avoid looking homeless and the movie is an afternoon show followed by dinner because fred daphne's boyfriend who by the way i get on much better with has the night shifts myself daphne and velma who is the girl i'm going to meet on the dates all work from home we make goodbye noises and i immediately text fred for pertinent details because daphne will gloss over anything that she feels could be problematic fred informs me that this chick is super hot and nice and smart but she's also a vegetarian this raises an eyebrow because that's not something i really would find problematic When pressed, Fred admits that Velma may give me rubbish if I order a steak. Fantastic. Well, I'll pretend I'm not a carnivore for one evening and then we can all live happily ever after. I get myself prepared for interactions with other humans, which was a non-trivial process, quarantine life, and it's only on Thursday night that I realize something important has been forgotten. I text Daphne and make sure she remembered to ask Velma to not wear perfume, or at least not much of it. This is not because i'm opposed to girls smelling pretty it's because i'm allergic to certain perfumes and colognes it's not a lethal allergy but it does make me decidedly uncomfortable she breezily assures me that velma knows and gushes about how excited she is to ride in the mystery machine and see me again after so long honestly these scooby-doo references pretty incredible the day in question arrives and i assure scooby who by the way is my dog that i'll be back soon and i set off to pick up fred and daphne they come down upon being summoned fred jumps in the back and daphne in the front so she can direct me to velma's place okay so i guess it's a double date then we pull up outside velma's apartment building and daphne texts velma and moves to sit in the back with fred so we wait and i start showing off some of the cool stuff my car can do after about 10 minutes of waiting and showing my inner 12 year old seizes control and i start abusing the whoopee cushion thing my car can do it allows you to make poot sounds come out of different parts of the car myself and fred are about to pee ourselves laughing and daphne is trying to look stern but her dimples are showing and she's about to crack these farts sound raunchy enter velma she throws open the door and sternly asks what the hell is wrong with all of us are we in kindergarten 
well, all sounds of merriment die, and we all immediately look like chastened schoolchildren. Awkward silence is rather awkward, but there's really no avenue of conversation available when you introduce yourself by berating everyone. After that stellar start, Daphne starts trying to fill the void and get the conversation going. And eventually, everyone sort of loosens up, but it was just the harbinger of things to come. We get to the theatre, and Fred and Daphne order their tickets. I'm next and order mine. And before I can pay, I can feel indignant eyes boring into the back of my skull. And when I look, Velma's given me a look which clearly communicates I'm apparently buying hers as well. So I do. We make it inside the theatre, and Daphne, Fred, and Velma make for the concession stand, while I go nowhere near, because I'll be danged if I'm going to pay $10 for a medium drink and a medium soda I have zero interest in consuming. We take our seats after concessions are bought, and Velma asks me why I didn't get anything to tide me over until dinner. I mentioned that the food here is kind of trashy, and she asked point blank how you can mess up popcorn and soda. Now, I've got zero interest in maintaining a relationship with this woman, so I regale all three with my tale of woe about sewage in the kitchen. If I'd cared, it would have been about the outrageous cost. Both girls turn an interesting shade of green as they were industriously munching on popcorn before I started the story. I assured them that I used the bathroom and saw no sewage. They were likely fine. Fred laughed when he was suddenly gifted two half-eaten popcorns, which he demolished. The Bond movie plays. Everyone liked the movie, and it was after the Italian restaurant for dinner. Everyone liked the movie. Are you sure? I mean, it's all right. It's a bit long, isn't it? We make it to the restaurant and get seated immediately, and are issued a basket of the excellent breadsticks this place is known for. Velma excuses herself to the bathroom, and Daphne, Fred, and I are discussing the movie and what we want to eat. When Velma comes back, she can be smelled before she is seen and sits back down at the table, smelling like she'd just been dunked in a vat of perfume. My eyes immediately redden. I can feel a migraine start brewing, and I fight the urge to cough, because allergies. Our waitress stops by and introduces herself and asks if she can get us drinks. Fred orders a beer, Daphne orders a cocktail, Velma orders a cocktail, and I order myself some delicious apple juice off the kids' menu. The stuff is delicious and blends in better with the boozy drinks than a soda would. Velma is made curious by my selection and asks me if I drink. I assure her that I do socially, but not when I'm driving. She makes a puffed sound and dismisses that with an airy wave of her hand and blithely informs me that I shouldn't worry so much. She drives all the time with a few drinks in her. Well, that's good to hear. I assure her I'm quite content with my apple juice and start counting in my head because there's no way this girl could know. Daphne frantically inserts herself into the conversation with an air of someone jumping onto a live hand grenade and conversation is guided away from sensitive subjects and everyone starts to relax. Our waitress returns with drinks and begins taking everyone's orders. This restaurant helpfully labels different entrees with apostrophes for people with different dietary needs. Fred, Daphne and Velma all order their meals and when it comes to me I order a cheese stuffed food which I will not embarrass myself by attempting to spell which comes with marinara sauce labeled with a nice green apostrophe meaning it's safe for leaf eaters waitress says the food will be here shortly and before she's made it five feet Velma starts in on me for ordering something with red sauce apparently she did that once and the server confused marinara with bolognese. She actually tells me that I should call the waitress back and reorder it with Alfredo sauce. 
I assure her I'm quite content with my choice. And if it comes back with meat, that's not really a problem for me. Fred's wincing by that point, and Daphne is desperately trying to get Velma's attention. Velma is evidently so incensed by my cavalier attitude, she actually has the nerve to ask me how I could be so disrespectful. I couldn't help it, I just laughed at her. When she asked precisely what's so funny, all the rage I'd been keeping bottled for Daphne's sake just goes cold and seeps out. In a tone that was so dispassionate it was unnerving, I asked why she expected respect but gave none herself. I started ticking points off on my fingers. Did this idiot not start with her berating us for having fun while she made us wait? Did she not give the impression she was entitled to a free movie ticket just for breathing? Did she not come back from the bathroom, doused in perfume which she was told I was allergic to? Did she not blithely endorse driving tipsy, considering a drunk driver killed the love of my life? And now she has the nerve to object to someone's food choice, which was made with her preferences in mind, out of respect to her, mind you, because it might come back with meat. But I'm being disrespectful? Wow. I stood up and went in search of our waitress, so I could clear my portion of the tab. I guess I seemed pretty angry because everyone magically moved out the way, and the waitress definitely raised an eyebrow once I tracked her down. She rang me up and gave me my copy of the receipts, and I tipped her at least $20 over the total because this girl deserves it, given what I'd left her to deal with. I did mention that my table might need some extra napkins on the way out. Okay, that's it for the story, but OP has actually given us a little update. First of all, starting with some dog tax. And you lot might know that I'm not massively into dogs, but I do love the title of this post. I just told him he was adopted. I mean, look at his face. He looks devastated. And then, Fred texted me first and complimented me on my power move. Asked if my balls were okay because they were dragging on the ground on the way out. Daphne texted this morning, pleading for me not to hate her. Claiming she knew her friend Verma was a little snippy sometimes, but had no idea she was that bad. I assured her that I do not hate her, but I did want to have a bit more of a say in who she introduced me to in the future. She promises this will be the case. We'll see if she remembers. Fred said after I left, he was trying so hard not to start laughing and making everything worse for Daphne. He even managed to keep it together while both girls tried to figure out what to do. Although he did completely lose it when the waitress brought over a mound of napkins, which caused Velma to burst into furious tears. He didn't know if it was him laughing or the napkins that started the waterworks, but it was bad. They got separate Ubers to go home. Well, there you go. Very entertaining story there. Um, Look, obviously an absolute cow of a woman, but I don't really get it right. Daphne apparently is mates with her, but then was surprised when she acted like this. Surely if you're friends with someone, you know how they are and you know that they could act like this. I just don't really get it. Like if I brought a friend along to something, I probably would know how they were going to be because they're my mate and I know them pretty well. It's a weird one. Clearly, they're not very good friends. As for you, OP, I've got to say, legendary performance from you throughout this entire pose. Like what a legend you are. Honestly, you handled the whole thing exceptionally well. Calm at first, but in the end didn't want to get walked over you know trodden on just yeah say it how it is great stuff i'd like to think i'd do the same in this situation again same as the first story i'm, I'm so sorry terry about what happened to your fiance that's actually insane but um yeah you dodged a bullet with this one not that you needed me to say that that was pretty obvious from the story and i like as well that you just knew instantly like nah we're not gonna get along i don't really like this girl let's just see what happens though and tell her about the sewage story that's the most important thing anyway guys that is gonna do it for this episode of r slash entitled people i really hope you have enjoyed it i did actually upload a video on this subreddit just a few days ago check it out right here if you haven't seen it look at it 
and click it. It's unbelievable. Just do it. Subscribe if you're new to the channel. And I will see you guys all tomorrow for a brand new video. Have a good one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.